Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for um, Sunday, January 31st. It is 3.30 in the afternoon approximately, and I am sitting here by the window at the desk. And the good news is that I bought a microphone, which um, you are hearing right now, basically. Uh, So that means no longer will I be speaking into my phone, my four-year-old phone, and just hoping it sounds okay, which I know it never did sound okay. But um, anyway, so I bought a... uh, well, I went to the wire cutter and I looked at their um, recommended microphones and their number one mic was a Shure uh, something, kind of like basically a podcast-specific microphone that Shure makes podcast slash home studio, home computer setup. And um, I was tempted by it, but it was 100 bucks. And then I realized that I have a Shure S55 mic, which is the old Art Deco you know, the classic microphone-looking mic that my dad gave me years ago, and we actually use for some Takataka stuff. And But I need some sort of... I need a cable adapter, and I need a USB-C adapter, and Shure actually makes this really nice... kind of looks like a cigar, basically, but it, it's a controller mixer adapter thing. Um, so I thought, well, should I get all that, or should I just figure it out? And the, the cable part going into the mic was the, was the hang-up, and I didn't feel like spending time to figure that out now so anyway wire cutter recommended um the shore mic and then the blue yeti mic which i don't like because it's so bulky but it is omnidirectional i guess that's its um that's its uh strength but uh their third their third place one was the amazon basics mic which is what i ended up getting it's only 45 bucks it's very simple um it's a small black thing on a little tripod, and uh, I think it sounds not bad. And um, I also got a little foam cover for it, and then I had to get a USB to USB-C adapter so it could go into this machine. But um, anyway, this is the maiden voyage with this microphone, and it's kind of interesting because now I'm not speaking into a phone. I can actually look at the timeline as it records. I can. I don't have to worry that the iPhone um, GarageBand app is going to automatically um, cut me off at 23 minutes or whatever it was. So anyway, here we go. So it has been, um, a few weeks. It's been 20 days since the last one, I think, cause the last one I think went up on Monday, January 11th. Um, it's now Sunday, January 31st. Um, we have a new president and that's great. And, um, it's a relief. It's, um, also not a relief because it looks like there are still crazy people in the Republican party, but, um, hopefully that will, I don't know. It's, it seems like, it seems like people are saying there's a civil war in the Republican party. And I believe that's true, but also it seems like the Trumpers are winning, but I I don't foresee that being able to continue as strongly as the fear out there is. I just feel like it's just, they're not competent enough to continue moving forward. Um, there is now a silent majority, not so silent on the other side. So I don't know. We will see what what's going on, but you know this Marjorie Taylor Greene or whatever her name is. Um, wow, what a what a disgusting person that perfectly encapsulates the GOP right now. Um, so anyway, so inauguration happened. Amanda Gorman was fantastic. Um, what an incredible. Um, I guess you would call it a reading that was, but it was like a performance. Um, 
It's just fantastic. And she is exciting. And of course, I followed her on all relevant social media <laughs> channels because she's um, great and super talented. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of a relief. And I've been, I guess, the follow up besides just like being able to read boring governmental news articles without cringing is that um, it's kind of fun to watch how the QAnon devotees are kind of spiraling right now um it's fun because you know it's just like it's satisfying to see these morons you know struggle flail but also it's just fascinating from a psychological point of view how they're dealing with it but anyway so in other non-huge world news um let's see we went to and just boring what do we do on the weekends thing we went to the high bridge a few weeks ago um the High Bridge is, um, well, I think it's the oldest bridge in New York City. It's a it's an aqueduct that crosses uh, around 175th Street in Manhattan across to the Bronx, which, uh, if you know the Harlem River there, it's like that is a huge cliff to a huge cliff. Um, so it's high up above the Harlem River, and um, it's just like a, it's a very old looking. It's a it looks as old as it is. It's kind of got like, it's a stone arch bridge with little like arches, you know, um, and used to carry water in the Croton um, Reservoir aqueduct, whatever, from upstate into Manhattan. And now like they renovated it in 2015 and now it's just a walkway bridge. And that's all it is. There's not much to see when you're there. It's just a really cool bridge that exists, connects High Bridge Park in Manhattan over to the neighborhood of Highbridge, I think it is, in the Bronx. Um, and you go over the Harlem River Drive highway and then across the Harlem River as you're walking east and then across a bunch of tra- train tracks and I guess it's the Major Deegan Expressway and then um, into uh, the Bronx. Um, it's great. And then after that, we went down to Harlem and I had texted my friend Krukoff asking for a coffee recommendation um uptown because he and his fiance molly pope know uptown very well and he recommended common grounds which is on frederick douglas and 145th street i think it is 145th 48th 49th and um and so i went there and then a block away is jackie robinson park which oliver went and played at and he loved it um and Jackie Robinson Park is at the base of the escarpment that rises up as you go west um, um, up towards Broadway in the west side of um, Manhattan up there. So anyway, it was very nice. Then we drove down just through Harlem. I guess it's Sugar Hill and Harlem. And then Oliver uh, really wanted to drive across the Triborough Bridge, the RFK Bridge. So we spent $6.40 and drove across the RFK Bridge so he could do that and then came back home on the BQE. Um, let's see. Another thing we did, which is a week ago, was we went up to LaGuardia Landing Lights, which is a park and also a dog park. Um, it's, it's like several parks in a row, but they're all about the size of city blocks, um, sort of at an angle to co- to sort of line up with the landing lights. And it's literally the landing lights of, of runway, um, for LaGuardia. The lights are in the park. Um, and it's just a park and it's really nice. And I used to ride my bicycle there when I lived in Astoria many, many years ago because I love taking pictures of planes and I have all these black and white Kodak disposable camera photos of planes landing there. Um, and I used to ride over there. Once I rode over with my friend Carl, I believe. Um, so anyway, I took Oliver there and he enjoyed it, but it was freezing. So he didn't want to stay outside long. And with COVID sort of air traffic, 
um, the planes were landing every nine to 10 minutes as opposed to every minute. So it was um, a little boring because we'd look on flight radar and be like, oh, the next plane is, okay, just now crossing the Verrazano. It'll be here in seven minutes, six minutes. So we would have to wait. So after that, we just came home. But that was um, last week's fun activity. Um, yesterday, we went for a drive, but didn't really do too much. Just crossed the Brooklyn Bridge, went up to the Queensboro Bridge, and then kind of came down Jackson Avenue, went past uh, Gantry Plaza State Park or whatever, Long Island City, crossed the Pulaski Bridge, and then um, on the BQE back home. Nothing too exciting. Uh, but yeah, it's been frigid here the last couple of days. I actually still went running on Friday and Saturday when it was like real field temperatures, five degrees or something. And it was an experience. I actually dressed up in a lot of layers, so I felt warm enough. But, you know, your feet, you can't dress your feet in layers, um, really. So my feet were cold, even though they were in nice running socks and, and running shoes. But, um, yeah, it's um, it's tough to run <laughs> when it's that cold. But I, I did it. It was actually exhilarating. Um, and now we have a snowstorm coming. Um, I think it starts tonight. Uh, they're expecting between 10 and 15 inches. The snow total keeps increasing. Every time I check, um, it looks like it's the, the double whammy of um, cold temperatures and heavy moisture will be right. That belt will be right across the city. So... Kind of looking forward to that. I won't be able to run for the next few mornings, which is a bummer. But I will go for walks, and if you know, walking in the snow and shoveling is is quite a bit of exercise. So um, hopefully that'll get me through. Um, and another big news: my mom got the first half of her coronavirus vaccine. She got the first shot um, uh, the day after inauguration day. It was uh, at her at a Kroger grocery store near her, near our house in Cincinnati. Not the local one, the close one she goes to, but one that's like about five miles down the highway. And she has her second appointment already booked for um, like midway through February. So she was like kind of tense and nervous and was worried about side effects, which of course is BS, but you know, she was worried about it. And then when she actually went and got it afterwards, she couldn't stop talking about it. She loved it. She was she loved the person who gave her the shot. It was very she was very gentle, she said. Um she just felt excited and she felt um I think kind of on the cutting edge of modern medicine, which she should. Um she's been speaking to her friends and family in Mexico and um the situation in Mexico, if you think it's bad here, is kind of worse in Mexico and um, she knows people who have died uh, and who have become very sick, and I think that's also become the kind of eye-opener. She always took it seriously, um, but um, yeah, I think hearing these stories is kind of like just kind of made her sit up more. Um, so anyway, I'm very happy she's getting that. Uh, so that means I will now know two people that have been vaccinated, my friend Roth in Cincinnati, who is a health worker, and my mom. And now I'm just hearing stories about more parents um, getting vaccinated and people like who are, say, teachers are getting vaccinated. I went to buy beer at Three's Brewing this week and Billy Bob, who's a bartender, was selling me the beer um, at the table right at the front. And he said there have been several Three's employees that have gotten vaccinated because one's a teacher and another one is a, um, uh, I can't remember, a, a health worker of some sort. But um, anyway, so it's all good news. I feel like. We're just going to keep hearing more and more, and we're all going to know more and more people vaccinated, and one day 
we ourselves <laughs> will get vaccinated. Um, so good news. And as I look outside, the snow has actually started falling. This is earlier than expected, but it looks really nice. Um, well, I guess that's that was the week. Uh, let's see. Anything else on here? Oh, well, just some local food notes. I finally tried Ugly Baby, the couple years old legendary Thai restaurant um, on Smith Street down towards, I guess, like third place or fourth place. And it's so good. It's known for being super spicy. And um, my friend Matt Tyson has given me and my friend Pete some advice on what to order. But I got something spicy and it was great. And I like spicy foods, but wow, it was spicy even for me, but I loved it. And then um, in other news, I guess I'll do the beer stuff now. Um, Three's Brewing had celebrated their sixth anniversary this month. So I went and got their anniversary beer, which is um, it's called Undone, but it is a fooder, um, a fooder fermented Czech Pilsner. Um, and they've done a lot of fooder stuff this year, which is kind of the barrel that the beer sits in. Um, and it kind of gives it some warmth. Uh, there's a kicking and screaming, which was their vleet. That's essentially just fooder uh, fermented. They had a they had another fooder fermented uh, lager earlier this year called Your that was excellent. And so I got this undone, and this undone is probably maybe my favorite of the bunch. It has a hint of marshmallow, as they note. Your was maybe my favorite actually, but um, and other half had their seventh anniversary, and they other half, which is a very other half thing. They of course like go bananas and they have a ton of they have like 15 different anniversary beers and it's hard to keep track of what's what and they also remake previous anniversary recipes so it's very confusing like with threes they're like it's our anniversary here's our beer but with other half it's like 10 straight days of instagram takeovers and many beer and i don't know what's going on but i ordered a beer online which i never do for them just for pickup and I, then I went and walked and picked it up last night, a stout, a 7th anniversary stout, and I'm excited to try it. Probably split it with my brother-in-law upstairs because um, it's like 15%, um, but it's great, um, and I'm excited about that. And so happy for other half who are excellent brewers and excellent people, and for my friend Greg, who is their head of packaging and who lives the block over and who is an enthusiastic head, as they say. Um, let's see. Well, I guess we'll turn now to music. Um, the big news over the past couple of weeks is my friends um, Lanzendorf released their second album. It's called Two I I Capital I Capital I, and um, it's just more awesome kraut rock. Uh, I guess the different vibe this time is I feel like Ben's voice is he's sort of experimenting with his voice and he's kind of coming into his voice as they say. So that's exciting to hear. Um, but it's excellent. Um, and Lanzendorf, of course, is Ben Lands who is a great musician and he's trombonist and guitarist and keyboardist with the national and Brian and Scott from the national and also Aaron Arntz who is played with a bunch of people. He was on, he was um, in Beirut. I guess he's still in Beirut. Um, uh, was he in Sufjan's band? I can't remember, but, um, and uh, Grizzly Bear, he was in Grizzly Bear and he actually played keyboards when I played with the national um, on Colbert a few years ago. So, um, anyway, their new album out, is out and it's really good. It's called two. Um, I listened to the new album by the note twist and it's called vert. What is it called? Sorry. Vertigo days. Great name. Um, 
It's really good. It uh, just sounds like the Note Twist. If you know what they're like, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's kind of like modern. It's like kind of Kid A Radiohead, but um, but in a more modern Brooklyn sense. Um, let's see. Looking over at my notes here, I listened to the new Patricia Brennan. Um, it's her debut album. It's called Maquishti or Maquishti, um, and she is a vibraphonist, and I know of her only because. My friend Nabil Ayers, who is the head of 4AD in the U.S., um, I guess did something, helped her with this record or something. He was posting about it, and I will always listen to a percussion record, and it is beautiful and dreamlike. It's just dreamlike vibraphone. If that um, sounds like you'll like it, you probably will. It's by, again, Patricia Brennan. Um, Kiwi Jr., band from Toronto, a young indie band from Toronto who apparently are originally from Prince Edward Island, which is amazing to me um, because not many people are from Prince Edward Island. Um, A guy in my dorm in high school was from PEI, actually. But um, uh, they they are signed to Sub Pop. Their new album's out on Sub Pop, and they sound like pavement but even poppier, and it's great. Um, I listened to the new Lana Del Rey single just because I felt like I should, and... Uh, I can see why people like her. It just doesn't really do anything for me, but it was good enough. It was called Chemtrails uh, Over the Country Club. Um, and my colleague and coworker Ian, um, at, who is the deputy editor of Page Six, he wrote me about this guy named Jim Sullivan, who I missed, but um, well, I missed him first time around because he came out in 1969, but second time around because I guess um, uh Light in the Attic reissued his record UFO, and there was an NPR article about it I read. Um, and this guy was like a, an up-and-coming next big thing in L.A., and he had like the Wrecking Crew, the great backing studio session band, back make this record. He was a Malibu guy, and he knew all the right people, and then he decided to drive from L.A. to somewhere on the East Coast, and a couple days in, he stopped in New Mexico and was never heard from again. Um, so it's kind of a fascinating story, but his album UFO is just, Sounds like great 1969 country rock, and um, it's recommended, I would say. Um, Again, his name is Jim Sullivan. And I just now listened to the new Arlo Parks, or some of it, uh, her debut record, and it's kind of just like indie indie pop, but kind of like smart, dark indie pop. Not that non-dark indie pop is not smart, but um, just to try and communicate the vibe of it. it's really good, and I will listen. I will finish it and listen to it again. I'm sure. And um, I guess that's all the music, unless I'm forgetting something. Um, I also randomly listened to not Robert Plant's Now and Zen from 1988, um, and it is sonically quite dated, but I think it's still great. And I think the dating of it is fine. And the song "Tall Cool One" is maybe the most dated, but it's like so brash in its like sonic confidence. Like I think it's excellent it's a real kick-ass song um, there's a lot of great elements to it and Kirsty mccall sings background which i don't think i ever knew or i forgot or something but um anyway and let's see moving on to books well i finished uncanny valley by anna wiener and it was really good um i guess i didn't love it as much as i thought i would um i was kind of waiting for it to end by the end um but it's good and if you work at all in tech it's you'll be fascinated by it and you know, I got it from the library and it's the kind of book where like maybe you don't need to read the whole thing. So if you're interested but don't want to spend 25 bucks, um, get it at the library. Um, also from the library, The National Road by Tom Zollner, which I read a review of in the Times a couple months ago and I decided to put it put it on my um, 
my hold list at the library. It is basically a bunch of essays. They were reprinted elsewhere, but they were all written in the last like two years. And he just drives around the country and makes observations and observes things. And like, for example, interesting chapter on Mormons. Um, there's a chapter on like uh, a town in Iowa where it's mostly immigrants. And then how does that fit in with the, you know, MAGA people who are anti-immigrant and it's just very eye-opening and it, it's not like cringy or you know or makes you angry just because it's like these MAGA people it's it's just it's very interesting to read so and then um what will I read after that I don't know I might have to go buy that 1984 pop book by Michelangelo Matos Cancelo Down or maybe I'll my li- the library will bring in my next hold which I can't remember what it is I think the new Kim Stanley Robinson novel um anyway Let's see. Is there anything else to talk about? Julie and Oliver are at the playground right now, um, which is why I actually have a few minutes here. And I'm not in the basement. I'm at the desk, and I'm with this microphone, and I'm quite enjoying it. And I guess that's it. Just um, still dealing with just boredom and loneliness and um, starting to get worried that I won't even snap out of it even when life gets quote-unquote back to normal. But hard to say. It's It's like I think I'm understanding the where you read about kids who like now don't want to go back outside they've been inside too long and i'm starting to worry that's happening to me um and i definitely don't want to be inside but i don't know i guess i do want to go outside but it's it almost seems scary um to i can't imagine going to a place and hanging out for hours but we'll see um i'm sure it'll happen and um can't wait to drive somewhere drive somewhere fun <laughs> um all right well, I guess that's it. It's a, it's a pretty short one. I was thinking I could go on longer because I'm cooked into the computer. I'm not doing it on my phone. But, you know, if this is all I have to say, it's all I have to say. Um, probably forgetting something, but I'll just I'll just mention it the next time. So anyway, yeah, watching watching the snowfall here in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. It is almost getting up on 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday afternoon, January 31st. Um Anyway, hope everyone's doing well and um, stay safe and keep wearing masks and blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, I will talk to you next time. Bye.